Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. He's a good God, isn't he? Man, oh man, I am so thankful. So thankful. Open your Bibles to Proverbs 4. We'll start there. You know, I was, uh, I woke up this morning, I was thinking about different things, you know, uh, in the series that Brother Moore had been talking about, he, one of the first questions he said that we should be asking in every situation when we come to it is, can I do something? You know, can I do something in this situation? What can I pray? Can I bind? Can I lose? Can I, well, can I do something? And then Wednesday, uh, at Wednesday night prayer, and Dwayne taught it was really good, but Brother Moore had a specific thing on his heart for us to pray about. And it was really good because, because it was the body of Christ. You know, there's some things you can do by yourself, and you can. You can pray for the nation all by yourself. But the Scripture likes us to come together and pray because there's a strong anointing when, when the agreement and the, and, the, and the body comes together and begins to operate in the oneness that God designed it to. He designed us to operate. And, and, and Wednesday night, you know, it's, it was a small crowd, but the people were so joined in this prayer. And, and it was a good thing. And, and it was a good thing. Obviously, if it's on Brother Moore's heart for us to pray about, it's something God asked this congregation or this church to do at that time. And that makes it really important because it makes it very answerable, right? right. Because God doesn't ask you to pray something that he, that he said, well, I don't know if I'll answer it or not. No. no, once he tells you to do something, you know you can have faith that that prayer is causing things to happen. Amen? And, and it got me to thinking, what are we prepared to do as a congregation? How do we prepare? In other words, am I always prepared to be the part of the body that God's called me to be? Am, am I strong in my place? I'm not called to every place. I'm called to my place. And am I staying strong in that place? We're built to minister to one another. We're built to minister as a whole to others. We're built to minister. It says in James, pray ye one for another, right? Confess your faults one to another. Pray ye one for We're designed to help one another. But if I'm not prepared, I can't help you. Amen? If I'm not staying strong... How can I help someone that's not strong? You're not even going to call me. Probably <laughs> Dave's as messed up as I am. I'm not calling him. Right? So, so it is important for us to prepare to do what we're called to do. Um, and, and, and some of the things that the enemy tries to do is to keep us fragmented and, and unprepared. Doing things, focused on things that mean nothing not holding out the word of life, not, not looking at... We're look, you know, I used to read the word, oh, on a constant basis because I was in so much trouble. Good reason to, le- read, to read the word, help for no one but me. Right? right? And we've all been there. You know, there's going to be a time where you need help. But wouldn't it be nice if you knew you had somebody under you, somebody around you, somebody beside you, somebody over you that was there to help you at all times, that was there to minister life to you. Amen? 
And this is an important thing because through the love of God, we're joined fitly together. Each person in this place, it's kind of like your human body. There are things you do or should do. (laughs) We're doing better though, right? Things that we should do. If you're deficient in an area, you know, my wife will always tell me this time of year, take some more vitamin C. You know, take some extra. Why? Because this time of year you need a little extra help, right? That's not a bad thing. (laughs) That's not a bad thing, guys. Amen? There there are, you know, you should drink a little more water. You should, there's, there's things we can do. You know, uh, I want to be here to do my part. God's dealt with me in the past several months to spend more time working out in a week. You know, and I do. You know, now we, we work out at least three nights a week. I know, I'm looking good too, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. But that's not enough. There's other things in the natural that we do to keep our body strong, to, to keep it prepared for things. And if we don't, it becomes deficient because your body's created by God to be well. Every symptom you would ever, you would ever experience is your body attacking something coming against it. Right? A cough, a, a, a runny nose, a fever, those are not symptoms of sickness. Those are symptoms that your body is fighting sickness. Amen? Because the sickness is in there hiding itself, and it sh- this is what shows it. Amen? And, 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 and we're designed to do that. It, we're designed for one part to strengthen another. It, I know when I was a little kid, I had appendicitis. And today, they, they can know by your white blood cell count. They'll, a lot of times they'll say you got infection. When I did it, they just pushed it. And I said, ouch. And they said, I think he's got appendicitis. Right? But you know what? That appendicitis caused a lot of other problems. I didn't feel good in a lot of other areas because that was attacking my body. But what was happening was other parts of my body were going to help that part. Amen? And that's what we're designed to do. You know, if, if somebody stubs their toe at night, what, do they, what immediately happens? They reach down and grab their toe and start rubbing it. Right? Why? Because you're trying to comfort your body. Amen? And, and for us as a body of Christ, we should be prepared at all times to minister love and, and peace and comfort to one another, to, to pray that you would be healed and, and to be in that position to pray. And when Brother Moore calls and says, I want to pray about this tonight, we should be ready and excited to pray. Amen? But, but you can't just walk in and, and begin to do it. Amen? You guys with me? I don't know how we can get back to Proverbs 4, but let's try it. Proverbs 4, verse 20. We've, we've read this verse a lot in the last few, several Friday nights that I've taught. It says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my hearing. You know, the, the one thing you've got to realize is this is your decision. Amen? It doesn't just mean be in the room where it's being said. It means listen while it's being said. In other words, let it be what you're hearing. There's lots of other distractions around. This is truth. Yes. Amen? Because, because if, you're, if you're, you know, a lot of people, if they don't need the Word right now, they don't spend time in it. Amen? Okay, let me rephrase that. There was a day when I didn't need the Word, 
I didn't spend enough time in it. And, you know, even if you, as you work in the ministry, you can find yourself getting carried away by churchy things rather than godly things. Amen? Churchy things aren't necessarily God. He may tell the church to do it, but that's not God. Churchy things and things you think are good, that, that's not God. We need to be driven by the Word. We need to be, we need to be followers of God. Amen? And, and this is our choice. It says, it says, attend to my word, incline thine ears unto thy sayings. Let them not... Again, what's, what's he talking? He's talking about you not letting them go. These are all things that we have to do. Why is he saying Because that's preparation. That's preparing for something greater. When you're reaching hold and you're refusing to let go of this word, you're, why do you have to have that word? No, but you know it's valuable. You know whatever God would show you to do with that word is going to help someone or help you. Amen? It's ministry. You know, people say, well, I'm not in the ministry. You're in the ministry. You're part of the body of Christ. You're built to minister to the body and outside the body. You're built by God to do it. Amen? Amen. It says, it says let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. you got to keep them. You know, so many things we'd like God just to do, but it's our part. If you're going to get it and if you're going to keep it, you're going to keep it. It's not just going to stay because it's just like eating. Your body, if you quit eating, it's going gonna, it's gonna to become deficient in many things and no longer be able to take care of itself. Amen? And if it can't take care of itself, it can't take care of anyone else. The word is the same. It's better, actually. If you can't get enough word where your spirit is strong, then not only can you not take care of yourself or be, or be strong, you can't be strong for somebody else. You won't be there to help because you won't have it in you to help. You're unprepared. You know, Brother Moore was talking about um, uh, Ephesians 6 on Sunday, and he was talking about the, the, uh, the armor of God. And he, he, and he went through the armor of God, and at the end of the armor of God, and it says praying. You put the armor on to pray. Right? Why? Because you're, doing, you're, 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 you're ministering. And, and he wants you in the right position, fully prepared to pray. You can't pray, correct? You know, if you read the whole, the whole book of Ephesians, he doesn't ask us to pray until the end of chapter 6. And, and what we have to remember is that that book is, is not, a, it's not written in chapter and verse. It's a letter. And that letter starts in chapter 1. And if you read it slowly, it is preparing us for finally, my brethren, in chapter 6. I mean, let's just go there. Go to Ephesians. Well, we can't read the whole book of Ephesians. But we'll be close. We didn't get very far with, with Proverbs 4, but that's okay. Because we're going we're gonna to do some praying tonight. You know, the, 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 what I have on my heart is that God said, pray ye one for another. Pray ye one for another. We, we, we got people that aren't here because they're dealing with stuff. We got people that are here that are still dealing with stuff. We got, there's, and, and our part is to love that person enough to pray a prayer of faith and believe they'll be helped. Amen? And, and the, th- the thing is, is 
If you look at this in chapter 6 and you go all the way to the end, and the only thing you read is pray, is, is pray with all prayer, supplication, then you've missed everything before that. Right? Because before that, he prays for us, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. Why? Because you're going to need that once you get the armor on. Amen? Did you know anybody can put on armor, but unless you have the equipment inside you to operate it, it won't do you any good? Amen? Amen. No matter how great the armor is, it's the person inside that armor that's causing it to work. You can sit a six-year-old in the front driver's seat. He still can't drive the car. Mm -hmm. The book of Ephesians is preparing us to pray. It's preparing us. Why? Because it talks about, oh my gosh, it talks about so many things. It talks... It tells us in the beginning, it tells us who we are and what we have. It tells us our inheritance, our inheritance, what what we've inherited. It tells us how much God loves us. He prays that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. He shows us salvation by grace through faith. These are the, this, is, this is getting you down to finally brethren. These are the things that are getting you down to finally brethren. Amen. What, what a great thing. Amen? Salvation by grace through faith. He tells us we're seated together in heavenly places with Jesus Christ, knowing peace and full hope. Amen? We're built together as a habitation for God. What's he telling? He's, he's training us. He's preparing us to put on the armor. Did you know I, I played football for a lot of years, and when you start the season, did you know you, they don't put your pads on you at first? You don't, the first practice, you don't practice in pads. Right? You know, why not? Well, because you're not ready for pads. You're not strong enough to carry the pads. You're not, you're, you, you've, you've probably laid out all summer if you were like me. Right? Why? Because you just wanted to have fun. But there's a lot, there was a lot of strengthening and, and drills and different things that you did for about the first week before you ever even got into your pads. Why? Because you had to be prepared to be in pads or else you know what happened people got hurt if you did things too quickly people got hurt why because they were not prepared amen and that that's what the book of ephesians doing it it, it's showing us who we are where we're seated the love of god he prays for us again and he says that that you as a whole body would experience the love of god and understand the height the width depth and length of this love He's preparing the body of Christ to come together. And when he says, finally, brethren, who's he talking to? All of us. Every person. There's not one person that at the end of Ephesians is not ready to be fitted with the armor of God. Why? Because now their heart's prepared. Why? They're not talking bad about people anymore because they're, they're only talking that would edify the hearer. They're speaking grace. I mean, if you just read the whole book of Ephesians and you see all the good things that he's teaching us, he's saying, don't do this, do this. Don't be here, be here. Amen? Why? Because he's training you up. He's, he's, we're being prepared to put on this armor and pray. Glory to God. And it's such a good thing because that's, that's what we're designed to do, not just pray but do many things as a body. But if when we pray as a body... When, when, when we come together with corporate prayer and we begin to pray 
one for another. When we begin to pray for our nation, then, then we, there's, there's a power in that that opens up and God rushes in where, where into places where he couldn't get to otherwise. That's a big deal. He doesn't train you to do something that doesn't help others and doesn't get him other places. People say, well, he could get there all on his own. No, he chose to work through our prayers. Which, well, that's, why the, that's why the enemy wants us fragmented. He wants us all over here and all over there. And, and he, he wants us to be mad at other people in the church and, and not want to go. And it's, it, He wants us offended. Why? Because if he can get you in one of these places, then you left a foothold for the devil. And in Ephesians it says, leave no place for the devil. Amen? And that's what everything that God tells us to do, Satan's trying to get us not to do. Why? Because then we'll be unprepared. Then we'll be unprepared. Then, then when then when it comes up, it says, "Boy, we we should pray about this." Nobody's ready to pray. Why? Because they've been mad at their brother. They've been upset at the church. They they don't like this. They don't like that. There's too much of other stuff. We're focused on our kids. Ooh, wow! Better go over here. <laughs> No, it's easy to do. I know people who've got so focused on their kids, they quit church, which is exactly where their kids needed to be. Hmm. And that's all I'm going to say about that. There, 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 the, the devil is a master of distraction. He will try to find, he'll, he'll try to, and you'll, he'll justify why it's okay for you to be upset. You know, I, I know that they shouldn't be upset, but you have a reason. Because what they did to you, nobody else has ever experienced. This was the worst thing that could ever happen. <laughs> He'll have you justifying anything. Why? Because he wants you upset because then you're unprepared to minister the love of God to somebody and through your own life. Why? Because you're not even being ministered to. You, you don't have it in you to give. We give out of our abundance. That's why he says, spend time in my word, because it's life and health to those who find it. Why? You'll have an abundance of life. You'll have an abundance of health. And you won't just have it for you. You'll have it to minister to somebody else that's lacking life and health. We're we're designed to put out what we're given. Amen? And if you're receiving things you should not be receiving, you're giving out things you shouldn't be giving. Mm, That's good. (laughs) Amen? And, and, and we want, you know, we want to stay in this vein. If you want to, if you want to get prepared to pray, and maybe you feel a little unprepared, you go back and you start reading Ephesians. It doesn't take that long to read six chapters. It's I read it today, and pulled all these thoughts out of it because because he, you know he wants us to to pray that we'd understand and experience the love that's incomprehensible, that we would walk worthy of His call, and that we would. Stay fitly joined, protecting the unity of the faith, loving one another. Glory to God. Man, is that a position to pray for him or what? Yep. You start doing all those, you are in the perfect position to pray. Yes. Amen? Amen. And, and, and you're in a place where no longer, I mean, because now, what, what, that, what's he say? He says, okay, now put on the armor so nothing can distract you while you pray. Did you know a dart that hits your shield? doesn't even distract your mind why it hits your shield it did nothing to you it's like water off a duck's back right it's nothing to you 
Glory to God. This is better than I thought. And I thought it was going to be good. Glory to God. Staying fitly joined under Christ's head, putting off the old man and being renewed in the spirit, leaving no place for the devil, speaking words that build up and being kind, followers of God, walking in love, producing good and righteous fruit, and, and then and then ministering to one another in psalms or ministering to ourselves in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, being thankful and submitting and loving, being good servants and having strong families. These are the things that are, were taught in Ephesians. And then he says, and finally, brethren, and finally, brethren. What's he saying? After all these things, now do this. Now do this. Now you're ready to do this. Put on the full armor of God so that you'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Put, put that up. What is it? 610, 6-11 that you'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What's he saying? Put on this armor so that when the attack comes, you won't even notice. You'll just keep standing. You'll you'll just continue. That word stand means to continue. So if I'm praying and and the devil attacks me, I just continue. Why? Because I'm putting on the whole armor of God. So I'll just continue because I can stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. What's he reminding? Why is he reminding you of that? Because if you get your focus off, see, that's what the devil wants to do. He wants you to think you're mad at people. That's, what, that's what's so dangerous when he says, I want you to pray for the nation. I want you to pray for kings and all those in authority. And you've been watching the news all week. You're in no position to pray, nor are you prepared. Because only a faith-filled prayer will work and faith works by love. So if you've been, if you're mad because of what they're doing, first of all, you're not in faith because you're mad because of what they're doing. You're not trusting that God could do better. You're not trusting that God could work beyond and through people you didn't even think He could work through when He said He could. And He would not have told us to pray had it been a waste of time. Well. Yeah. Everybody's going to have one of those. Some kind of alert. I turned mine off. I don't like hearing that. <laughs> Figure if it's bad enough, somebody will tell me. Besides that, what I, what, if that goes off, what can I do? Pray. Right? We're talking about exactly what we can do. And, and see, the problem's been is we haven't put enough value on the ministry of prayer in the body of Christ. We, we've allowed it to become a secondary thing instead of the first thing because prayer is what helps prayer is what opens the door for god to come in how much power are you ushering in when you begin to pray the things the things that were prayed wednesday night those things are already in action right now we're not going to re-pray about that they're in action right now we prayed for peace peaceful habitations right quiet dwelling places an absence of war Why? Because that's God's will. He even says that in 2 Timothy. He says, my will is that there be peaceful, quiet lives. Why? Because that's what promotes the gospel the best. You know, a lot of people think that getting hurt and bad things happening are what bring people to Christ. No. That brings people to church for a few days and then they leave when when they feel a little better. Remember how full the churches were on 9, right after 9-11? 
and not that full anymore. Right? That, that's not an experience. That, that, that's fear. God wants us in love. Amen? But, but the thing is, is in, in here he talks about forgiving one another. You can't pray for somebody you can't forgive. So I don't have to forgive them. You don't have to pray. Right? There, there's no, there, there is no reason listed in the Bible for unforgiveness. Unless you didn't need forgiveness. The only reason is if you never needed it. Any hands? Anybody in here that didn't need forgiveness? Well, not for what they did. doesn't matter. God doesn't say, oh, that's one sin, this whole other. I have to separate those two. No. There's no separation there. We can forgive. The only reason we can forgive is because of what he's put into us. But if we're unprepared to forgive, we're unprepared to pray. That's, that's why I said in, in Mark 11, when you stand praying, forgive. Why? Because if you're unprepared to forgive, you're unprepared to pray. That's why he says in Ephesians before chapter 6, forgive one another as Christ forgave you. Amen? Because why? I want you to, I'm, get, I'm getting down to a point here, and I want you to be fully prepared to do what I'm calling you to do. I want you to be prepared to pray in faith in such a way that it changes the atmosphere in a person's life, in a situation, in a nation. Amen? Amen. Why? Because these are the things you do to get to this place. I thought it was so good when Brother Moore brought that out that we put on all this armor and, you know, you would think, well, now you've got to swing that sword. No, pray. You'll swing the sword while you pray because you'll pray the word. How much importance did God put on prayer? At the end of the whole book of Ephesians, he ends it up by saying pray. And then Paul, at the end of that, he says, oh, and pray for me too. Well, why, you know, you think Paul, why would you need to pray for Paul? You think Paul could pray? We're designed to pray one for another. That's like saying, don't, don't help my foot ankle. Right? It's going to help. It's designed to help it. If it doesn't work, it, then it's doing the foot no good. We're designed to help one another. We're designed to pray for one another. We're, we're, we've, we're filled with this love and this compassion to, to, to prepare. In, in, what is it, in Jude? <clears throat> Jude, yeah, Jude 20, 21. It's one chapter, so the verses. It says, build yourself up. Building yourself up. Okay, go to 20. So th- this is what, it, and this is back to ministry, Jude 20. It'll come. It says, but you, beloved, and what's he talking about at first? At first he's talking about don't be carried away by wives' tales and fables and, and all this other stuff that people are doing. He said, but you, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith. Why is he saying that? He says, because there's going to be attacks against you. You're going to need to be strong. You, to pray, you're going to need to be strong. To do what I've called you to do, you're going to need to be strong. This is how you get strong. Building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Verse 21, keep yourselves in the love of God. What's he, and, and he's doing all this, why? So that you can feel better? No, so that you can minister. 
keep yourself in the love of God, looking, it changes your vision. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, right, the love of God is what you're building up. And it changes what you see. You now look at every situation and you say, okay, how can the mercy of God work here? How can the mercy of God, what, what would the mercy of God do here? And he tells you, he says, on, on, some, on, on some have compassion that those, uh, those doubting is what that banking a difference means to those who are in doubt. <clears throat> that's, that's the first one he tells you to do. Well, how did you get to that place? You prayed in, your most holy faith, in the Holy Spirit and you're building up your most holy faith, right, to get to this place. How, how important is prayer? Because without it, we don't do this. Because he said to keep yourself strong enough to do this, you have to spend time praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen? Why, why do you think it's so important to the devil for people to believe that not everyone can pray in the Holy Spirit, first of all, and, and to try to keep us confused and, and, and away from it as much as possible? I mean, you got whole people that say it's evil. But yet God says it's how you build your most holy faith up. <laughs> people say, well, it's not talking about praying that way. Okay. Don't, let's not argue or get offended, right? Because then you can't pray. Right? What, what if Paul would have said, I would pray that you would have incomprehensible understanding of God's love, but I just don't think you can handle it. No, he just went ahead and prayed it for the whole church. There's not one person in the whole body of Christ, not one saint sitting in any pew, in any church, anywhere that's excluded from that prayer. Prayer's not exclusive. Prayer's a ministry from the saints to the saints, from the saints to the world. Prayer's a ministry. Amen? What, what an awesome ministry it is because it's what opens the doors wide for the power of God. Amen? That, that's, we want to take some time and pray tonight. We've got people, that, Christmas is coming. Right? We want abundance, not just of gifts and stuff. That's great. But we want an abundance of wisdom to know what to say and to do and to how to operate in every situation and, and how to react to every circumstance and how to be the love of God in every situation we're put in to where we can make a difference. Amen? There, there, there's people that are in fear of COVID, in fear of wars, in fear, in fear, in fear, in fear. And if we build ourselves up in our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, we're ready to pray. We're ready to release faith to help them, not to join in with them. Amen? If, if we can't watch the news without getting in fear, we should not watch the news. And, and I'll say it as plainly as that. Well, how will I never know what's going on? Trust me, you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll know just as much truth as you know if you watch it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, if you can watch it and stay in faith, we could. If you're built up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, you could turn it on and say, okay, God, just what Brother Moore said, what can I do here? What can I pray? You know, what, where, where's my authority in this, in this situation? Or what would mercy do right here? Amen? And, and, and as you look at things that way, it begins to change the way you do things because where you would have said, I can't believe they're... I, 
this country, what are we going to do? All you did was join in with them. We're here to minister peace, to minister hope. It doesn't say be ready to give an answer why you believe the president didn't do what he should have. It says be ready to give an answer to the hope that lies within you. No matter what he did, we have hope. Why? Because we're not serving this country. We're serving God. Amen? Amen? And, and as servants of God, we have an authority, a power given by God because He said, I want you to do it. And when God says, I want you to do something, He had plan before He asked you to do it. It wasn't just to take up a Wednesday night. Amen? And, and as we do those things, where do I got you guys turned to? Jude. Go to First Timothy. Second Timothy, I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm right. First Timothy. First Timothy. These are the things God asks us to do because we're prepared. Remember, he talked about some people in the, in the chapter before it that had, had thrown away the faith and gone a different way. And he said, but you. He said, the people that didn't throw away faith and aren't going a different way. I want you, first of all, to pray. For all men. God just told us to pray for every person on the face of the earth. All men. We can do that. Why? Because you don't have to know what their problem is to have mercy on them. You don't have to know what happened or, or what's going to happen or who's in charge to pray for them. Why? Because you are believing for good things. You're, you're praying for God to use somebody to send laborers into that path to, to do something different than what's been done before. You're praying for a new happening, not what's happening. Right? You don't want to fix what's happening. You want a whole new thing. Amen? And, and, and he's given us the ability through love to pray for all men, but only through love can you do it because otherwise you'll be mad at them. Right? We can pray for the worst of the worst in our eyes. Because when we were not saved, we were one of them. Well, I didn't do it. It doesn't matter what you did. You were one of them. It doesn't matter what I did. I was one of them. Until I was saved, I was not a child of God. I was a child of the world. Amen? And then he says, pray for kings and all those in authority that we may live a quiet and peaceful life. And that's what they prayed about Wednesday night. They prayed about that quiet, peaceable place, that, that, those, those uh, peaceful habitations. And it's good. Amen? But in those peaceful habitations, in these churches, in the ministry, there's partners, there's, there's, there's members all over this place. And it says in the book of James, pray ye one for another that you may be healed. There's people dealing with COVID that are saints of God. There's people dealing with fear of COVID. (laughs) There's people that are dealing with other sicknesses. There's people who are dealing with family issues. There's people all over the world that are partners with this ministry, that are are part of this church, that, that, that are, man, that's loud. That, that, and that's a little, that could distract you with the enemy. I got the shield up, darkness hit right there. Don't even notice. The, these are prayers we can pray that, that we can change 
the atmosphere of what they're doing. We can change that. We can pray for them to have wisdom. We can pray. We, we can pray for our brothers and sisters in love and pray in the Holy Spirit. And we can we can have things happen that would not happen otherwise. Right. Because why? Because when you're prepared and you're strong and you walk in ready to pray because you, you came to this place, then you can slip into the armor. Amen. Slip into your armor because you're getting ready to pray. Amen. You, you slip in and you get the breastplate, you get the, you gird your loins, you, you're ready to pray. You put the helmet on, you got the sword, you got the, you, you're ready to pray. Amen. And then we lift up the body of Christ. We lift up the, the people that go to this church, that are partners with this church. We lift them up. They, maybe they don't have enough finances right now. We don't know what all is going on in people's lives. God does. Yes. And we're here together corporately to spend some time in prayer. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Go to James and we'll read that and then we're going to pray. It says, be, I'm going to read it out of the Young's Little Translation. It says, be confessing to one another the, tras- the trespasses and be praying for one another that you may be healed. Very strong is, the, is a working supplication of a righteous man. How many righteous men I got in here? Saved by grace? You're righteous. Amen. Amen? Very strong. And then he goes and he talks about Elijah was a man like affected as we. In other words, Elijah had every temptation we had. He had every opportunity we had. He had everything going on that he could need, that, that could bother him, that could distract him, that could keep him from having focus in any way. He had all these things going on, but yet he prayed and stopped rain for three and a half years, and then prayed again. Did that change a whole nation or what? This is one man. Now let's put the body of Christ together as the one man we are and begin to pray one for another, begin to hope one for another, begin to expect one for another, to begin to bind up any weather that's trying to come against us. We're not having that. We, we speak to it in the name of Jesus. We tell it to rise and dissipate, that it be cut off in Jesus' name, dry air to come in. We're not having any, any of those things, not just here, anywhere in the area. It has to stop right now in Jesus' name. Amen? We, we, don't, have to, we don't have to have that. Amen? I remember years ago, and I'm not saying it's Rick's not here tonight, but I'm not saying it was spirit led or not. <laughs> Sometimes when you're young, you just say things work out later. But he was at work, and they were saying there's a tornado headed towards where they were working, and they said, "Well, what should we do?" He said, "Well, stand next to me because it ain't hitting me." <laughs> That's a good confession, but you should speak to the storm. <laughs> Amen. Speak to the storm. And tell it to go. Stand up on your feet. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Let's spend some time praying one for another. Praying for some people. You may know somebody that's hurting. Put them on your heart. Pray as we pray together. We're, we're going to be joined as one. So if my foot's moving, my hand's moving, my head's moving, if it's all doing the same thing. We're all operating the same way doing the same things. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What are they saying? Huh? Okay. Thank you, Lord. Where's it at? Thank you, Lord. Join faith with us, Sarasota. We speak to it in the name of Jesus. We tell it to rise. It cannot come here in Jesus' name. We bind up any plan of the enemy to, to hurt any person right now in the name of Jesus in this area. And we, we speak dry air to cut it off in Jesus' name. And we say it will dissipate and it will weaken right now in the name of Jesus. Weaken and stop. In the name of Jesus. It won't land here and it won't land anywhere in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And somebody keep track of how, how weak it's getting. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Pray this with me. Father God, thank you that you're a good God, that you're doing good things, and we're coming to you tonight praying one for another. We pray for our brothers, for our sisters all over the world, partners, church members. Lord, we ask for your help for them. Whatever people are dealing with, whether it's sickness, family issues, money issues, a lack of peace, mental problems, anything coming against them, we stand in Jesus' name asking for your help for them, deliverance, healing, prosperity, peace. Whatever they need, add it to them. Whatever's bugging them, take it away in Jesus' name. Satan, we bind you from further activity from our brothers and sisters, partners and members. Lord, we ask, bring in laborers, ministering angels, to comfort and help, to edify, build up, to supply whatever's needed. Lord, we know You have a good plan and You're a good God. And we thank You for answering our prayers, but we also know that we can't know every situation happening right now. So we ask, give us utterance as one body in the Holy Spirit to pray for these people, to pray for our brothers and sisters all around the world. We pray now. Mandra Sandriashne, O Songorom Brasate, Nilandro Sonde, Masile, Indresne, 